You want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme. Well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes. And please be drunk when you hear it. I kept Kleenex in business in the late 90s. Mike Austin might have fucked to knock his wife. But just saying no to this pay-per-view. Wait, were you making a death joke? Told you we should have gone to the donkey show. Stop choking yourself. It's either death or defecation. Woo! What's up, Drunk Marks and Drunk Marquettes? Welcome to 205 Jive. I'm Adam. I'm your designated host. And of course, we've got the Drunk Wrestling Historians. This is Eddie. Step off. I'm doing the hump. And this is Scott, educating the masses one drink at a time. Thank you all very much for joining us today. Uh, just want to give you a quick reminder, head over to whatamaneuver.net so you can get those Drunk Wrestling History t-shirts. That way you can look the look and talk the talk of a true Drunk Wrestling Historian. They'll get you laid. That's true. That's true. God damn it, I forgot my shirt then. Yeah. It's been can, scientifically proven. No, can, I can confirm. Can we pause this episode? I'll, I'll head home and... I'm back. not fucking you, Adam. <laughs> not again. Uh, <laughs> you won't fall for that twice. We already had that that, I, I that don't, pegging I, segment. Uh, <laughs> and we're not doing that either. <laughs> Still walking funny. <laughs> <laughs> that good. Anyways, they got drinks in hand. I got drinks in hand. Let's do this. We're profiling. Uh, we're profiling a uh, wrestler, a one-time champion, and. WWE Hall of Famer class of 2019. Today's ed- episode is dedicated to Edward Harrison Leslie, better known as Brutus the Barber Beefcake. The man who, longer than Jimmy Hart, has drifted in Hogan's wake his entire career and managed to become a Hall of Famer. What a poetic way of explaining that. Drifted in Hogan's wake. He that, really did. That was That was really just beautiful. Should we just end the episode now? Adam, wrap us up. I think we should. (laughs) Take us out. Follow safety protocols. Enjoy buzz. (laughs) No, see, the poetry, uh, it rubbed off. It really did. It really did. We're on to a trend here. Adam, you were my muse or inspiration (laughs) for that bit. We were coming up with ideas for episodes, and you suggested Brutus Beefcake. I was like, huh? Like, why would we do an entire episode about him? And you're like, dude, he was like a male stripper. And I was like, oh, okay, well... All right, that, I think that could be fun. Um, honestly, it never really occurred to me that that was kind of his thing. I and was how like, many gimmicks he had during his run? I didn't really. I knew he had a lot, but I didn't know he had that many. Yeah, so it was crazy. Like you start doing your homework on this guy, crisis. Mm-hmm. Totally, yes. Yeah, so we're totally. definitely going to get into that. But uh, to start from the beginning, he started with Hogan. So, like you said, he what did he do right he, off the bat? He was like Hogan's brother. Yeah, right, right. Literally, he was he was named. Um, Ed Boulder. He was the Ed Boulder to Hogan's Terry Boulder. Terry Boulder. Yep. And they were a tag team. Then Hogan became Hogan. And then he became Dizzy Hogan for some reason. Yes. What the fuck is that? <laughs> like we we just have to keep you attached at the hip. Wait, why was he Dizzy? <laughs> dude. Yeah. You know, why wasn't he Ed Hogan or fucking like Jerry Hogan? Seventies wrestling. Logan dude. Hogan. Cocaine's <laughs> a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah. Logan Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Logan Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. 
But he'd be the long lost uh, uncle or something from Valerie, which became the Hogan family on Good CBS. Point. Yes. Nice callback, Ho- Adam. Wait, was the Hogan family a spinoff of Valerie? It was, it was a continuation. The same show. Yeah. They killed off Valerie's character because in real life, the, the actress who portrayed Valerie wanted more money. So, like, fuck you, bitch, walk away. But they continued the show. They let her go. And they continued the show just as the Hogan family. Fucking A. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's, that's good knowledge by it's Adam like, right it's there, It's like dude. the Connors, how like, they got rid of Roseanne. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. They continued exactly. the show. Wow. Okay. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a drunk fact. <laughs> there we go. Um, he didn't really do a whole lot until he got to WWE. Like, his career was fairly unremarkable. Correct. But Hogan brought him into WWE. You know, he followed him over there. Yep. And um, he came in as this, like, like you said, like a male stripper. He was a male stripper. Which he had is a weird, little bow tie, and yeah, which is always a weird way to phrase it because he was a stripper. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like we know he was a male. You don't have to point out that he was a male. He was a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anytime a dude is a stripper, he's a male. You don't call a lady who strips a female stripper, right? Like a nurse. She's like just it's a always, stripper. It's always a male nurse. Yeah, or, but, exactly. Or male model. Yes. But like, no, they're a nurse. They're a model. They're a stripper. <laughs> yes. Bruce case was the stripper. He was a stripper. Um, I heard somewhere that this was Linda McMahon's idea. Did you ever hear that? I never heard that. Yeah, I heard that she came up with that, and I was like, what was Linda up to, huh? Interesting. She's feisty. Well, like, when did Chippendales become a big thing? I think it was way after this. Adam, could you check that up? On it. We wouldn't assume Adam would just know the answer to that. He's going to have to look (laughs) it up. I was... I could be totally wrong. I was never aware of Chippendales back then, but I wouldn't be. You know what I mean? I don't think I was aware of Chippendales until Patrick Swayze and uh, Chris Farley had the dance off on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I think that, that was the first time I was aware of Chippendales. Right, I mean, right. if anything, like maybe that's when it got its first media profile or Whoa, media, or big time awareness, but they were always localized. Well, hold on, let's back up. I don't know. Were those two fucking chipmunks named after Chippendales? Or were Chippendales named after those two chipmunks? That's a good point. Because that was the that, those okay. cartoon was years ago. Yeah, but Chippendale was like the seventies, dude. I That's think. That's what I'm saying. So were the Chippendale dancers no, around? I, I think it's got it's just got to be coincidence. Yeah, Adam's that, a big Disney guy. Like, but I zero have, chance. That's a coincidence. He's highly offended. I have 1979. Their official formation looks like uh, maybe there was some formal get together in 1975 but the franchise of Chippendales that we know now okay, is now, 1979 okay now look up Chip and Dale on it <laughs> like that you would think we would do the homework ahead of time as we're discussing <laughs> no, things no suddenly we're doing text about squirrels <laughs> yeah now we're discussing Disney cartoons yeah. I fucking hate Disney too <laughs> first of, uh 1947 oh yeah there's so no the chance dudes, the dudes were named after the Chipmunks yes okay all right. So he was if, brought in as a yeah. um, squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fuck. Um, managed drunk. by Luscious Johnny Valiant. Yeah, he was, I meant to say he was brought in as a stripper. Um, managed by Luscious Johnny Valiant. Now, you've never seen this vignette. Uh, no. And so let's back up a little bit. Oh, that's right. You asked if I had seen this vignette on Brutus Beefcake. Right. Introducing him yeah. to the WWF right. audience at 84. I don't recall ever seeing this. But you're like, don't watch it. We're going to watch it on the show yeah. as we're recording live. Yeah. So you're going to get a true reaction from both Adam and myself. Right. So if you guys want to watch it, it's on YouTube. It's an actual um, – it has the logo for the WWE Classics, the old uh, oh. on-demand channel. Yes. That's on there. So they actually it must have been this playing on there then. 10 years ago or whatever. Okay. Um, it's from 1984. 
I think late late eighty four. That's when he debuted. Yeah. So I'm skipping past the Johnny Valiant stuff. I'm going to get just into the Brutus part. But to set up the scene, Johnny Valiant's in a club, what looks like a club, okay. surrounded by women. The okay. entire audience is women, and he introduces Brutus Beefcake, okay. who comes out and p- performs for them. Well, let's bring the thunder from down under. Here we go. And there we go. There's the music, which is amazing. He has a silver vest on, and his armband things. And the vest is immediately gone. Oh, no. this is good. Okay, so wait, he's got his black and yellow tights on that uh-huh. most of us are familiar with, but he's not wearing shoes? He's, or he, is he wearing shoes? You can't wear shoes. Uh, yeah, I mean, you have to wear shoes in a strip club. It's like health code. True. Well, that's Which only Snitsky they, hates that. You have to wear shoes. That's true. That's only <laughs> if they serve food, though. Oh, good point. So I assume they don't serve food in the strip club. So we got... Oh, he's not wearing shoes. He's, he's not in wearing bare shoes. feet, dude. That's gross. That's what I'm saying. He's barefoot. He also doesn't have the bow tie. Interesting. No bow, tie. no bow tie. Neon green striped. That's for the record, Adam. That is yellow it's and black. Yellow. Yellow he and actually black? wore oh. those when he wrestled. Yeah. Okay. Right. And he's got those long things on his arms that Gorilla used to call weapons. Yes. Like they were like sequined. And here comes some other dude to dance with him wearing a yellow hat. That's Johnny Valiant. Oh, that's Johnny Valiant. That's Johnny okay. Valiant. Okay. Yep. So clearly breaking the rules and getting on the stage with the performer. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's a stripper pole behind him. Yeah, it really is. Like, I think they're in an actual... It's like... <laughs> so right now the camera is like at a low angle, like looking up at him. And it's got like... You can see the shitty drop tile ceiling. Okay, are we sure this isn't where PWG <laughs> holds their shows? The Veterans Hall? It very well could be. Oh, this is so bad, dude. This what literally you- looks like a veteran. This does not look like a strip club at all. This no. looks like a veterans hall. It's like and an event cake, hall. I can't get over he's not wearing shoes. He's like, not wearing shoes. Who knows what's on that floor? Yeah. There could be needles. Fingernails. Yeah. And he's got some kind of necklace on. This is when he has short hair, too. <laughs> yes, hair when he has yeah. short hair. Yes. Yeah. When yeah. he first broke in. Right. <laughs> the chicks are dancing along with him. They Hulk, love it. Hulk Hogan let this happen. <laughs> Look at that old lady's like 86, dude. Yeah. Oh, Beefcake has his pants off now. Yep. <laughs> right, he's like a heel manager, but he didn't get pants. He pants himself. He pants himself. Look at him. Look at him. Oh, <laughs> dude. Big dick. Like <laughs> this aired on regular TV. This had to be on primetime. This was right? on primetime wrestling. It yeah. Looked like this was not. I don't even know if super. super that that yeah, chick was rubbing his ass. Yeah, she's got her hand all over in his ass. Oh, here he goes up to the pole. Maybe. Yep. Oh yeah. Okay. Johnny Valiant escorts him. Then he covers him. And then he covered him up. Beefcake was literally in his underwear walking Wasn't around. Wasn't that fucking the most amazing thing you've ever seen? The only thing I was hoping from that is that Johnny Valiant was going to put one of those peacock cock covers over Beefcake <laughs> to end the segment. A peacock. A peacock. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wasn't that something? That's quite a way to introduce who will be your male stripper performer in yeah, the WWE. That's how you make a star. That's how you do it right there. Yep. Put him in his underwear, have him dancing in front of 80-year-old women, mm-hmm. rubbing his ass. Yeah, that sends a statement, pal. And then you want to really make him good? Put him right into a feud with David San Martino. It, yeah, which, by the way, th- that was a high-profile thing for him. Was going, oh, wait, are we doing this on the show? Are you answering a call on FaceTime? Well, but I didn't have it plugged in. Oh. Hang on. Okay. What a shit show. Hang on. <laughs> you talk about David Sarmartino. I'm going to go put that phone in the... Uh, you guys, um, my dog had... Um, she has a neck problem. Like Edge. 
like Edge. So we're dealing with her, and like it's been a weird day, and like we just got her back from the uh, dog hospital. And you go ahead. Yeah, Adam she has, and like, I'll she has a she well, has a, like a um, slip disc. Like yeah. um, her name's AJ. We named her after AJ Lee. If I'd known she was gonna have a bad neck, I would have named her Paige. But uh, so that's why we got the phone call. I gotta go put the phone in there with her. <laughs> well, got, the first reference that I said was Edge. So that means we cannot wait for uh, AJ to make the big comeback at WrestleMania nine years later. Yes. eleven years later. Exactly. Exactly. But where Eddie was going with that is that was Beefcake's vignette leading into his debut in 84. He would have a WrestleMania match, the very first WrestleMania, number one, at the Garden against David San Martino. And you'll be like, well, David San Martino, that's not a high-profile match. Well, it was because Bruno San Martino was still a big deal in 1985, and he was really the draw of that entire match. Mm-hmm. So to put Beefcake really opposite Bruno at WrestleMania one. That showed they had a lot of high hopes for him and his character. Totally, totally. Just really, I didn't think that was the right way to hype up somebody. You're, it shouldn't be like a chill party. It, they were just, just like, yeah, this, there's a stripper present. This is a good time. No, we want, I mean, they should be like, oh, my God, stripper. Yes. <laughs> well, it was early in the night. He, he went on first. Yeah, yeah, right. They hadn't had that much to drink. Oh, so right. that you know. kind of stripper. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, when I saw, if you go into the comments on the YouTube video, the first comment says the original music on this video was uh, The Warrior by Scandal. Really? Which doesn't make sense. Like, that song doesn't fit with that. So I don't know if that's true. But that's I want to watch said. it three more times with <laughs> The Warrior playing over it to see if his moves sync up. <laughs> Uh, we'll do that after we're done. Okay, I'll put perfect. it on the TV. Perfect. Pants off. Um, Sit in the hot tub. So, like you said, like the, uh, I'll put him with David San Martino opposite uh, Bruno. Yes. Big deal guy, right? So, totally. right away, he starts working with Hogan. Exactly. Pretty yeah. early on. So, he was he worked with Hogan at that uh, house show in San Diego where he really broke his leg. Right. And Hogan uh, blamed him for that. He was like, oh, yeah, you broke his leg. Right. Really? Do you know how, how he really broke his leg? No, I didn't know he actually broke his leg. Yeah, he legit broke his leg at the house show in San Diego. Um, I think he was chasing um, Brutus um, or Valiant around around the ring. He slipped on a soda or a beer that a fan had thrown. Oh, dude. If yeah. we could find a footage of that and put Benny Hill music to it, that would be so great. <laughs> I've tried to find it. I've never been able to find it. Damn. Um, okay. If anyone listening to this can find it, send it to us, please, and I'll put the Benny Hill music to it. That would be excellent. But, uh, but I think it was like bad, like a compound fracture or some shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was like, I mean, he was basically done after that. You That's know a I mean? total accident, too. I mean, like, you can't. Yeah, he worked a little bit after that because he had the match at three. Right. But, I mean, he didn't really do a whole lot after that. No, no, know? no. And that was another guy. Like, you could see they had high hopes mm-hmm. for that character and yeah. just not a whole lot out of it. Yeah. I yep. hope it was at least a beer that killed his career, not a soda. You would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't have been um, gum, huh? Had to be soda. Yeah. So then they put him in the Dream Team with uh, Valentine. Yep. That's where he got his first taste of gold. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they won it from the U.S. Express. Yep. Which is probably the worst named tag team of all time. <laughs> Why is that the worst? I don't know. I just don't like that name. You don't like U.S. Express? No, KM Connections worse. It is way worse. I don't worse. like anything Connections. So anything. is Techno Team 2000. It's you immediately dated yourself. Yeah, it was better. Yeah, but they sounded like they were from the future because it was like 97. Okay. Yeah, what, are you still going to be a team in 2007 named Techno Team 2000? No, I'm sure they had plans for them both to be huge single stars. Oh, I understand. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Clearly that, that was the case. Yeah, it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, that fizzled out. Um, so they hung out in the tag team titles till two. 
Yeah, and turned away the Bulldogs a few times before that. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. And the Bulldogs finally won. Yep. And uh, kind of they just worked with them more for the next year, did this and that. They wrestled the Russos at three. They beat them. And then they got into an argument after, and Valentine and Jimmy Hart left um, Beefcake. With Dino Bravo, though. Oh, with Dino so Bravo. So Dino had kind of become like the honorary third member of the team. Right. But it was never treated as the Freebirds. They were not all really equals. Right. And yeah, at three, they just kind of phased out Beefcake. They're like, peace, dude. We're going to just leave you in the ring. Yeah, but wasn't it weird that they won the match? They won, yeah. And normally you lose, and then you're blamed, you, and then that's the breakup. Right. And I was like, they just really did not want the Rougeos to win a match at WrestleMania, I guess. I think it was less to do with that and more to do with let's send Beefcake into his new role as with a win. Right. Like, he'll be this new guy, okay, that makes and sense. he'll be coming off of a big win at WrestleMania. That makes sense, yeah. yeah. Right, and then he, so he debuted his new gimmick, basically, in, I think it was the next match. The very right? next very match. next match. Yeah, suddenly he's a whole new character. Yeah, so you got Piper versus Adonis. Yep. And I think Adonis kept threatening to shave Piper's head, if I remember right. Yeah, right. it almost became like a hair versus hair thing, unintentionally, almost. Uh, like, unofficially. Yeah, unofficially, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Piper ends up winning. And uh, he puts uh, did Brutus who put who put Adonis to sleep was it Piper? Well, Piper did. Piper yeah. did. Okay. He won the match. Beefcake actually helped Piper win the match. Yeah, yep. He woke Piper up because Piper was out. That's he woke right. Piper up. That's right. And then Piper put out Adonis. Yeah. So Adonis is out. And you would think, okay, here comes Piper going to shave his head. Nope. nope. Brutus does it. Brutus did it. Yeah. And you're like, I remember watching that? Like, wait a second. And there we go. Why? Yeah. But. They were totally setting up the next chapter of Brutus's career. Which someone thought the right move was to make him a barber. Right, because clearly <laughs> the logical next step for a stripper is to start cutting hair. And when I think of someone who's tough and can kick someone's ass, I think of barbers. Somebody with shears, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, and he was like, he was from, did they build him from San Francisco before? Do yes. You know? He was from San Francisco. Do you think that was like, uh, was that a gay joke? Well, you would think Adrian Adonis would have been billed from San Francisco. Okay, that's true. Yeah. yeah Not necessarily beefcake. Right. Because he was never implied to be gay. He was just a stripper. No, but he wore like the tights with the fishnet and everything. Oh, right. So but I kind of wondered. There Still. was never an inkling that he was a gay character. That's true. Yeah. He, he might have like for the 80s like had the look of somebody who they considered to be gay. Right. But at no point was his character. Like Adrian Adonis, yes, the cross-dressing. Right. The... the Almost like gold dust tendencies. But yeah, they never had that with Beefcake. You're right. But he was still built from San Francisco. And to be fair, everything in the 80s was gay. <laughs> right. Like, yes. I saw, those, I saw that picture of you in uh, Disneyland with those shorts. Hey. Yeah. We're not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> well, that would be for Shana, another episode. I'm going to have Shannon send it to you because I'm, this might be the Twitter picture for uh, <laughs> this episode. At least it's not that other one of me sleeping. <laughs> but I was, so I'm a kid, right? This is the 80. So, 87, 88. 87, yeah. I was absolutely convinced he ran a barbershop in San Francisco. I was, too. And we live 20 minutes from the city. I always wanted to go there. I was like, I want to go to San Francisco and get my hair cut by a Brutus Barber. And, yeah, I wanted and to I cut just, my hair. And I didn't get the schedule of, uh, you know, they're on the road uh, 400 days a year, brother. Right, because you, you were still a believer. Right, so I'm like, oh, yeah, he wrestles on Saturday. Right. And Sunday sometimes... Yeah, and, but Monday you know, to Friday, he's cutting hair. Right, he's cutting hair in yeah. San Francisco. And I'm like, let's go. Let's go <laughs> find a shop. Right, we'll take the ferry. Oh, <laughs> uh, So he runs right through Hammer, and then in a genius um, booking decision, 
they sent him right after Honky Tonk Man, which made yep. perfect sense because Honky Tonk Man was famous for his hair. For his hair. It was totally, it was just brilliant. Yep. It was like, <laughs> I loved it. And it set up a big match for WrestleMania 4. Yeah, so he, that was one of his, well, it'd be like his first big match. Uh, as a right. single star, as yes. As a single star, yeah. It would be yep. him, and, him and Honky. And um, Honky didn't get his hair cut. Right. Jimmy Hart did. Jimmy Hart did, And it yeah. was great. Peggy, Peggy Sue was out there, right? Was it she was Sherry. that match? Well, it was Sherry. Yeah. Did you know at house shows, Jimmy Hart was Peggy Sue? Yes. Yeah, isn't that I crazy? I read that. I didn't know that. I thought Sherry was Peggy all the time. Mm-hmm, me too. Ben yeah. knows Jimmy and drag. Yeah. <laughs> That's all funny. <laughs> um, so he worked with him. He ended up, uh, he was supposed to get a title match against, a rematch at... Um, SummerSlam that year, but that's when Ron Bass cut his head open. Rolled his spurs along the forehead. Yeah. Cut him up. And I guess that was just a way to ride him out of the story so Warrior could go in there. I think so, and I don't know why Beefcake was never given the IC title. Like, to me, Beefcake, uh, I loved Beefcake. Yeah. I always thought he was the perfect mid-carder. Mm-hmm. Like, he made the most sense to run with that IC title. Yeah, yeah. But for some reason, they never, they teased it, but he Mm -hmm. never got it. And I think... Had they not phased out Beefcake from SummerSlam, I think they were looking at him to be the champion by SummerSlam. Because remember, right. there were only four pay-per-views back in the day. Yeah. I think some, for some reason they saw Warrior as, and maybe it was the right decision, they saw Warrior as that guy to become the IC champion. Right. And just phased Beefcake out. And I think SummerSlam was as close as he got to sniffing IC gold. I think he was going to win, but they, I think all of a sudden Warrior just shifted into that role and they moved forward. For sure, yeah. And I mean, yeah, they definitely were like, I guess they picked pick their guy. They were like, Warriors, the yes. next guy to move up, yeah. not Beefcake. And Beefcake kind of, that was, he sort of kind of peaked there for a long that time. That was it? Yeah. yeah. Like, he never really did anything that big. Um, well, for a long time. And he, so he did the barber thing for a while. So next year, it's, or no, two years later, at six, he beat Mr. Perfect. Yes. And in between, he feuded with Randy Savage. Right. He teamed with Hogan against Zeus. And Savage yes. at SummerSlam in '89, and, and then they did that uh, No Holds Barred, the movie, the match, the movie, the match, which was a tag match. Yes, was that on pay per view? It was. Okay, the match. It's, I didn't get the pay per view because I think this is before I had uh, cable. Gotcha. They wasn't that match on like a super tape. It was. Yeah, yes. that's where I saw it. It was on a super tape, which those super tapes were killer back then. Yeah, they were. You see these really cool matches that you wouldn't see anywhere else. Yeah, they, yeah, or you missed on pay per view. Or you missed on pay per view. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so we did that, and then, um, well, the perfect match was a big deal, and you'd think he was getting another push because that he was the first guy to beat Mr. Perfect, who'd been undefeated for a year and a half. Undefeated, yes, you know? and beat him at WrestleMania six, but which then, is like the biggest platform you can beat somebody on. Right, and then it went nowhere. Exactly, and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, that was a huge deal, Like, but then you're like, oh, yeah, he was a Hogan guy. Exactly. Like, of course he was the one to beat Mr. Perfect. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Um, and then kind of he just sort of... Yeah, he was here. He was there. He didn't really do a whole lot, and then he got the um, the face injury. He was actually slated to face Mr. Perfect at SummerSlam '90 that year. He was going to be the guy to face Perfect. Okay, basically coming off of that six win, right? It was going to be that was the match at SummerSlam '90. Then he got his face busted in the parasailing accident, where they basically had to like rebuild his face. Right, he took an enziguri uh, from a guy. Yes, yeah, almost was, like a Liu Kang kick. Right, <laughs> yeah, he just got his face like kicked in. Yeah, dude, and that was it. Yep, yeah, and then he was he was gone for like a year or something. Like yeah, long time. yeah, that was a long time recovery for him. Okay, so then he came back as the dude with the mask, right? Which never had a name. Never had a name. Yep. Um, 
But he'd wear a mask and he'd come jump heels, essentially. He would just jump at him. It was crazy. I remember at the time, I was like, who is this fucking guy? He came out. It was, he kind of looked like a samurai or something. Like Kind of, sort of, yeah. Yeah. And but he, he was would, wearing this mask, and you couldn't tell who it was. Yeah, and he'd run to the I ring. I think I remember like this from one of those lists, the, the man with no name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, he was, I think, yeah. I think they would, like, when they would do, like, name bars to show who was coming out, I think for him... I could be getting it wrong with one of the other million gimmicks. They would just put the logo out and literally just an empty bar. Well, there was no uh, name logo for him. Yeah, you did get would, it wrong. He would run out either during or after a match that a heel was in, and he would beat up like Dino Bravo, or he'd beat up Earthquake. Earthquake. He beat up Earthquake. Yeah, I remember or that Rick Martel. But like, yeah, he'd run in and just beat them up, and then he'd run away. He'd run away. Yeah, it was the craziest mm-hmm. thing. And you were like, okay, who is this guy? Where's it going? And then it went nowhere. It just it went away. Suddenly he's dropped. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. And the story I read was that some other wrestlers were concerned about working with him because they were like they didn't think he was ready to get back in the ring. They yeah. thought they, like maybe they won't have a good match with him. Or they didn't want to take part. Like in face just off. one year was not enough rehab for it. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> What did you just say? They didn't want to take part in a face-off? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that, so that's... I actually had that in my notes. The Bobby Heenan joke where he said... Who was it? Sid was going to hit him? Yeah, Sid was going to hit him. Yeah. Said, if Sid hits him, it's going to be like hockey. It's going to be a face It's going to be a face-off. Uh, dude, that joke was so wrong. I think I was like 16 years old, maybe 17 years old when he told it. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of the first time I was like... Oh my god, I love heels. Yeah, yeah, because right, like right, that right. joke, I about shit my pants, dude, yeah, yeah. laughing so hard. Oh, oh my hate, god, I hated Bobby Heenan because I was a few years younger than you. Yeah, but I, I couldn't not laugh at that. It was <laughs> yeah, so that shit was hilarious, good. dude. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we did that, and then he and Hogan had that match at nine, and then he ended up doing the barbershop. Or he did the barbershop before that. Yes, right? correct. Yeah, and that was the barbershop was cool because that was where the Rockers had the greatest tag team breakup of all time. Right. And Sid Vicious exploded a can of shaving cream onto his face. Yeah, so he had shaving cream bukkake. <laughs> yeah, it did look like, it looked like he was in a Peter North video. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was cool, too. You know what's my favorite thing about that? I didn't think about it at the time, but years later I thought of it. They only aired it once that I ever saw where you could see the shaving cream explode and hit him in the face. Yes. The following week when they replayed it, you didn't see that happen. You just saw it on his face. Right. When I was older, I was like, why didn't they just reshoot it? Because the barbershop wasn't in the ring. Yeah, that's true. Right? It was just a background with no crowd they behind it. They could have done that anywhere. They could have done exactly. They could have yeah. done it before the next TV taping. They could have done it at in Stanford, anywhere. Like, why didn't they just reshoot it? They were like, no, we'll just put sit, sit on covered with shaving cream. Yeah. <laughs> Vince is like, that's good shit, pal. Like, like, yeah, he looked like he was shaving his forehead or something. Yeah. Like, his whole face was covered <laughs> with shaving cream. It was fucking Peter North video. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was great. Uh, so those are the highlights of the uh, barbershop. And then kind of, so not long after 9 is when Hogan split. Yeah, so right? they had the match at 9. Yeah. Lost to Money, Inc. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much it for Beefcake. I yeah. think he wrestled a few more times on like house shows. Yeah. He did a tour, and then he was done. Like July of 93, Beefcake was no more. Yeah. And then Hogan goes to WCW. He gets Beefcake over there. Yep. And he showed up as, um, he was... Uh, he started in the Three Faces of Fear first, right? That was the first thing he did there? Well, he was originally part of like some interview segments with Hogan where he showed up like basically as Brutus. Right. Or as Hogan called him, Brother Brutus. Brother Brutus, yeah. Yeah. So he would do those, and then, yeah, he disappeared again. But for the record, he did 10 years in the WWF, one title win. Yeah. Wow. One that's title crazy, win in 10 man. years. For yeah. a guy that was that big of a deal, you know? That really should have been, like I said, that mid-card champion. Yeah. 
they never saw it in them, I guess. And they just, I think Warrior kind of supplanted who Brutus Beefcake was going to become. Yeah. Or I Brutus right. the Barber Beefcake was going to become. Right. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Like Brutus the Stripper Beefcake, that's only a tag team guy. Brutus the Barber, minus Ultimate Warrior, would have been an IC champion. They should bring Brutus the Stripper Beefcake back now. Right. Wouldn't that be good? I think it'd be great. 60 years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guy looks like No Neck Joe now. Have you seen him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, he looks um, interesting. Interesting is a good word. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good word. Um, yeah, they, then he became the man with no name. Yes. After that, okay, maybe that was the one. That's I was what just you were thinking of. Confused. Yeah, and he had amnesia. Yes, which is, and they paired him up with Kevin Sullivan, who was always trying to hit, take down Hogan. It was like the Faces of Fear, then the Dungeon of Doom. Mm-hmm. He was like the Zodiac and wearing face paint. The man with no name. And right. He looked like Kamala. Yeah, <laughs> with oh, the space paint. Yeah, did. You're right. You're, right. Yeah, you're yeah. totally well, right. Yeah, that yeah. one that I saw, it was weird. But yeah, it was definitely weird. And then he was like Hogan's mole, right? Like that was his gimmick the whole time. Is oh, I was <laughs> Hogan's best friend inside, like running recon and sending all the information back to Hogan. And then he was the booty man, <laughs> which is great because his gimmick was that he, he like he was in love with his own ass. Right. So he was Mister Ass before Mister Ass. <laughs> and do you, do you remember what his uh, finisher was? Please tell me. The high knee. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, the high knee. Which I get it. Is, which is my favorite pun. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it, nothing ass related, but it works. It really was. Yeah, it was great. Uh, then he was the disciple. And then <laughs> the warrior brainwashed him. Oh, dude. And he turned on Hogan. And I'm like, what in the fuck is going on in WCW? Yeah. And this is before Russo was there, I think, too. It was. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and then he kind of just after that became a jobber. Really? That was it? Kind of at the end of his run. and um, Collecting a paycheck. Yeah. Then he split. Um, worked the Indies for a while. We saw him at that Cow Palace show. Yeah. With, I forget, I forget the match. It was a tag match. Is all I remember. Oh, I didn't watch the show. I didn't go to the wrestling event. Hey, did you were there? Are you with me? No. Who did I? I with? was with you on Saturday and Sunday. I wasn't there with you on Friday night. I was there with Jeff. Oh, maybe I went with Chow. I don't remember who you were there with, but you went to the show Friday night. Okay, he looked great. Really? Well, this is two thousand seven. It would have been oh seven. Yeah. He was in great shape. He looked really good. Um, I think Valentine was in it. I don't. know. I probably could look it up. But it was good. I mean, it was okay. Yeah, they had a lot of legends on that show. Like, One Man Gang was on that show. Yeah. And Slick was there. Yeah. 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 He was definitely the star. Okay. Um, then things got weird when he left. Like, it seems like every wrestler's life gets weirder yes. after they leave. Like, wrestling's weird in the first place. It's like but, they can never leave the carny life behind. Right. It always get, follows them. Right. So, he was going to he was gonna sue Linda, uh, Linda Hogan because Linda said that he and Hogan were... Uh, fucking each other. Oh shit! Yeah, really? Yeah. This is when Hogan was getting divorced, and she—I think she was just like ranting and shit. Like she, because she got really weird when they got divorced. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> well, speaking of cocaine, <laughs> oh yeah. After yes. that, you know the story. Yeah. After that, he worked for the Boston Transit Authority, which I was like, dude, he didn't save his money at all. I know he got a real job. What the fuck, dude? Right. Like, <laughs> you were at WrestleMania. So he worked at like what? the subway station. Yeah. At the toll booth. He after <laughs> after his ship was over, he left cocaine in the toll booth. Yeah, and they found it. They found it. The next person came in. Apparently, it like spilled onto someone's jacket, 
And this is like 2003. They freaked out thinking it was anthrax. They thought it was anthrax. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. So they shut the whole subway station down because of Brutus is cocaine. Dude. He claimed it was powdered aspirin, which, yeah, because we all have powdered aspirin. Everybody has powdered aspirin yeah. in oh, their yeah. pocket. Right. Yeah. You get that at the pharmacy. Powdered sure. aspirin. Yeah. But he went to rehab anyway, but he was like, no, no, it was aspirin, but I, I should probably go to rehab. Yeah. <laughs> I'm addicted to aspirin, guys. And I was like, man, I've heard some drug stories of wrestlers, like, but that is the greatest like drug snafu of all time <laughs> to get a subway station shut down because yes. they think your cocaine is anthrax. Hilarious, dude. <laughs> yeah. And the kind of the last big thing he did was he went to Toronto City Hall just when the mayor was smoking crack. Ford. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, uh, hey, the mayor needs an <laughs> cokehead. Brutus Beefcake is like, the mayor needs an intervention. Yeah. <laughs> they should have gone together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That would have made better headlines. Yeah, and it turned out he was there to promote a deli. Yeah, some deli. <laughs> what kind of deli owner brings Brutus Beefcake up there to talk shit to the mayor? Brutus the sandwich maker Beefcake. <laughs> Brutus the cokehead Beefcake. <laughs> what kind of sandwich are we talking about? If you're in that general region, you're talking about some Montreal smoked meat, not in Toronto. Well, these sandwiches keep you up till 2 a.m., brother. Oh, shit. <laughs> So that was sort of it. Um, his biggest matches would have been um, the tag match at nine, the SummerSlam tag match against Macho and Zeus with Hogan. Um, he had a match with Stark uh, at Starkhead with Hogan. Yes, he for did. The WCW title. Of course, he did. Um, to me, I mean, my favorite match of his would have been his match against Mister Perfect at six. I think you're right. I think overall, like from top to bottom, that is the best wrestling match that Brutus the Barber Beefcake was ever involved mm -hmm. in. I agree with you. Yeah, you Six. don't really you don't really look at back at Brutus Beefcake's career and think of his great matches. You think of the great, you know, what a cool character he was. The gimmick. Yeah. yeah, and I'll admit, I was a huge Brutus the Barber Beefcake fan, like a gigantic Brutus fan. Yeah, I think that his exclamation point on his career would have been made at four, had he actually yeah. won the IC title there. Totally. I don't know why he didn't. Because WrestleMania four was the perfect landing spot for him to win that title. Yeah. Honky had already held it for almost a year at that point. Brutus seemed like the next guy in line. And I, I, to this day, I don't know why they didn't make... It's, it's like the Lex Luger-Yokozuna SummerSlam mm -hmm, 93. Mm -hmm. Why didn't they make the title switch? Yeah. That one seemed to make a lot of sense, but they just didn't see it. Maybe they thought Ultimate Warrior was the guy instead, or they were going to give Brutus that big moment at SummerSlam that year instead. I think that's what it was. I think you're right. But Ultimate Warrior was so over with the fans that he yeah. just supplanted Beefcake, and that... That was kind of the end of Brutus as a singles guy, if you ask me. That was it for him. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was just kind of there after that. Yeah, even after Warrior was elevated to heavyweight title, Brutus was still not good enough to win the IC title. And I just, I never understood it. That's yeah. always been kind of baffling to me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. What could have been? Yeah. All right. Well, I think that uh, about covers Brutus Beefcake. That takes care of Brutus Beefcake. A name that rolls off the tongue easily. Like Hulk Hogan. Br Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Maybe that's... Or Danny Dix. <laughs> Gary Glutes. <laughs> Cloudy. <laughs> Maybe that's the only reason why he became the barber. Is like, like, make it alliterative. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Yeah, know. for no reason. Just make him a barber. Yeah. Have him cut people's hair. He's going to cut hair, damn it. He's going to cut <laughs> hair, damn it. That's good shit, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Remember he cut Regis's hair? Did, Did he, he cut Regis's hair? <laughs> Man, Regis that. was involved. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he definitely. I definitely remember cutting Mean Gene's hair. Yes, right. <laughs> and they always, they never had a problem finding Saturday morning jobbers. 
To get their fucking haircuts, get their, dude. And, and get, and like well, every Saturday. And Marie's for a minute, he spray painted his initials on her chest. That's shit right. On her back. That's right. Yeah, he'd like, he would cut their hair and vandalize them. Right. Like Brutus Bukaki. <laughs> Brutus Bukaki beefcake. Brutus the Bukaki beefcake. <laughs> shit. Or Brutus the Barber Bukaki. <laughs> Bukaki the Barber beefcake. <laughs> Okay. Oh, the humiliation. <laughs> yeah, it was. It would be humiliating to be covered with Brutus's bu- beefcake bukkake, and then get your hair cut. <laughs> yeah. See, that doesn't roll off the tongue as much. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a, a spoonful. But okay, sorry. <laughs> My bad. All right. That takes care of uh, Brutus beefcake. What else uh, do you remember about him? Or. Uh, any uh, fun memories that you have watching him in his identity crisis or many identities that we know of. Let us know on all of the social media platforms and please leave us reviews on all the podcasting platforms. We definitely want to hear those so that we can always keep our show drunk and entertaining. And with that said, with Scott and with Eddie, I'm Adam. Just reminding you to follow Common Sense Safety Measures. Please enjoy your buzz. Watch wrestling responsibly. Drink like nobody's watching. We will see you next week with another episode. That takes care of it. One, two, three. Ring. See y'all. Bokaki. Snip, snip.